Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to be like away from my family that I've basically (laughs) been shelter in place with for like seven days and to be talking to you. So thank you for having me. (laughs) Oh God, you cracked me up. It all just kind of came together. And um, right now it's all going to hell in a handbasket because of the (laughs) fucking pandemic. But that's okay. I'm learning to be an out-of-the-box thinker like a lot of people are. (laughs) Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Just Realize podcast. Today is a fun episode. It's actually an interview I did with Michelle Walsh. So I actually was introduced to Michelle through a mutual friend of mine who thought that we would get along great because we're both fucking hilarious. (laughs) I'm just joking. She's actually hilarious. In all honesty, she's a wife, a mother of five, five girls, and a creative teacher. And she's a huge advocate for creating safe spaces for women to come together and explore all the things. So she actually started a company called My Village Well, and it's a safe space for um, women to come together to do retreats and workshops so that they connect on and explore all the things from gratitude, motherhood, setting boundaries, self-compassion, positive body image, all of that. And to be honest, when we originally scheduled the interview, like I just kind of really liked her vibe. Like I said, she's really funny. You guys know that's like my go-to is humor. And then the coronavirus hit and she like frantically called me and was like, what do we talk about? Like, I don't know what to talk about. And I was like, let's just talk about the situation at hand, right? We're both on this self-awareness journey and this is what you do. You coach people through things like this. So that's what we did today. We just kind of talked through it. We talked about how we're both dealing with it. Um, Just all those things, right? And just trying to keep it exactly relevant to what's going on in the world today. So I hope you guys enjoy it. She runs a lot of free um, workshops right now off of her website. And they're geared towards self-love and some of the things that were that are going on in the world today. So if you guys are looking for more free resources and any kind of coaching or community, all these uh, workshops are virtual right now, obviously. But you can check them out on her website over at myvillagewell.com. I hope you enjoy it. And we just were trying to have a good time and share some good tips at the same time. So please enjoy. All right, guys, welcome back to the show today. I'm so excited to be here with my new friend, Michelle Walsh. We were actually introduced through a mutual friend, Carrie Hicks, who just launched a brand new business um, doing retreat planning for therapists and life coaches and healers. And she just thought that we had similar personalities and that we could probably have a really good time on the podcast. So we talked and I'm super excited to introduce you guys to Michelle. Thanks for being here today. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to be like away from my family that I've basically been shelter in place with for like seven days and to be talking to you. So thank you for having me. (laughs) Oh God, you cracked me up. So Michelle, you have an well, I mean, obviously you have a website, but you run a business called My Village Well, mm-hmm. and you run workshops and life coaching and all kinds of fun stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, I am a former um, 
recovering perfectionist. I, um, long story short, I used to work for Weight Watchers. I was a leader there for about 16 years. Oh, wow. Um, I've lost about a hundred pounds and kept it off because food and vodka are amazing and the struggle <laughs> is real. Um, but what I realized through that process is like, I feel super drawn to gathering folks um, in community, especially women. There's something that happens when women gather and just hold space for each other without um, fear of, of judgment, um, where folks can be really authentic. And um, and so that's kind of how my Village Well um, started. And, you know, I'm raising daughters and I want them to see what that looks like in action. And I'm a former educator. I used to teach. So it all just kind of came together. And um, right now it's all going to hell in a handbasket because <laughs> of the fucking pandemic, but that's okay. I'm learning to be an out of the box thinker. Like a lot of people are. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm really, really, really trying to get grounded. And I want you to talk about that in a few minutes. And I really mm. want to try to work through this. And I had such a rough week last week with mm. this whole new lifestyle change. This week I'm doing a little bit better, mm. but you know, you and I had talked and we'd actually scheduled this interview before the pandemic. And we were like, what the fuck do we talk about now? <laughs> like, I, what, because it feels so out of place to ignore it because how can you ignore it? Because it's not just you. It's not just your state. I mean, it's the entire fucking world. Right. Yeah. It, it's, I think, I mean, I'm glad that we're, we're giving, um, time to talk about it because, um, I think it's relevant. And I think that we can talk about like standing in your power, but how the fuck do you stand in your power when like your whole family is around you and like no one leaves? Like how, that looks completely different. That whole routine for folks who are now working from home, who are trying to quote unquote homeschool. Um, yeah, I've learned some things in the last week. Um, <laughs> yes, to say the least. So, I mean, I feel like we could just jump right into this, right? Okay. Yeah. So, so I work out of the home at a yes. corporate job. I really like my job and I really love my podcast. And what I really realized is I always carry, well, I've worked on this, carry a ton of mom guilt for mm. living this other quote unquote lifestyle out of the home or whatever, or always wanting to go after my dreams. Mm -hmm. And then this last week at home, I had just realized, I was like, oh my God, I don't know how to be around you. I don't know how to homeschool you. <laughs> and I just became so overwhelmed and I became so triggered because so many people were like, this is an amazing opportunity to slow down and create so much more time. And I was like, I don't feel like I have more time. I actually feel more stressed because now I'm trying to figure out how to do my job remotely right. and homeschool my fucking kids because now I'm scared that they're going <laughs> to fail. <laughs> I'm not like, I'm totally, I'm like, I'm feeling you. I mean, I think it's really important to recognize that like as a common humanity right now, everyone is walking like their own path. And whereas like some people are like, this is creating a, an amazing opportunity for, for me to clean out that kitchen drawer. And then there's th another person who's like, oh my God, like, how am I going to get through this? I mean, everyone is walking, everyone is experiencing so many different emotions. I think the one thing that we're, that we're all feeling is the uncertainty of it. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. I think that every single person who's breathing, um, is, is really feeling the uncertainty of it. And 
my husband, Tom, and I recognized that early on that um, we needed to sit down with our family and have a family meeting. And we found that to be very incredibly, um, the girls were incredibly insightful and that it was um, an opportunity for them to share. Like we asked them, you know, what, (laughs) you know, you like to start positive, right? And and granted, (laughs) we had the meeting on like day two of shelter in place. So everybody was still fairly well behaved. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, you know, what are the silver linings that you're seeing right now, like with your sisters and in our home? And, you know, like I joke that it only took like a pandemic for my kids to finally start cooking dinner, but they did, you know? And so they were making meals and I'm like, you know, I really see you guys stepping up and making meals and I appreciate that. And so we gave them each a chance to sort of say, what are the silver linings that you're seeing right now? But then we also gave them a chance to say like, what's not working for you right now? Like, where do you need more support? Um, And they each got to kind of share um, what that, where they, like my daughters, my twins who are in college are like, if our door is shut, that means we are in class. Like, so for my little ones, the nine, the nine-year-old, she can't just barge in, right? Because they're in online classes. And so then that gave, then Charlotte understood that her sisters weren't mad at her for opening the door, but that they were in class. Does that make sense? That's, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. It, so it, it just, it's kind of like giving them permission to say what they need to feel supported. Because again, none of us, there was no dress rehearsal rehearsal for this. None of us really knew how we're going to do it. And and, and, and also with that being said, the routine, like you're saying, like you're in, you're working from home, your kids are littles, like what does that look like as far as school is concerned? That routine that we used to have, because routine gives us um, a sense of control in a way, like, because yes. there's structure in place, right? Yes. Now that structure has just been ripped out from all of us and we're like, we're grasping. And I would say for at least a week, give yourself grace to just breathe and process and get through it. I mean, that's how long it took us. And we're just now kind of coming up for air. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you guys are in California. So you guys are a little bit ahead of me on the East Coast with this, right? Like you guys are like a solid two weeks in. It was three weeks in. Yeah. We, um, and it literally was changing hour by hour. You know, it was so funny, Katie, because I, I'm the type of person where I'm like, oh, the glass is definitely half full, you know? And I'm like, so I can say, honestly, probably a week and a half ago, like, (laughs) and I'm, a little naive maybe because I was at Costco and I'm like, Oh gee, that's odd. There's no toilet paper. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) You know, and then, and then you start to hear things and then school gets shut down and you're literally just like, I don't know. I thought that perhaps the media was blowing it out of proportion. Um, and, and, and just also trying to get enough information without like freaking out, you know? Um, and so, yeah, schools got shut down and that's when I think I recognized, oh, like we're not, we're not fucking around here. Like no. this is a thing. This is a thing. Cause school never shuts down. Yeah. And when I realized like, so my job is a corporate retail, right. And mm-hmm. when I realized is that when we started shutting down, because that's money, 
that's a company willing to say, Hey, your safety is above money. And as a, as a country, I don't know that we've ever really ever been faced with that choice before. And that's when I kind of went into a tailspin. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. What does that signal? Well, it signals that it's, it's serious enough for us to like, socially distance like I, I remember like the first time when the, f- the social distancing thing came out like I don't know for you guys we're supposed to be six feet away from anyone who's not in our in our in our home do yes. you know what I mean mm-hmm. have you guys talked about that there the social distancing thing yeah so we've been on shutdown since March 14th so we're going okay. I guess it's like day 10 or 11 here okay. and the only place I've been in 10 or 11 days is to the grocery store and not to buy toilet paper <laughs> because <laughs> that is like one of those things where I'm trying to really balance and be a leader in this space, right? Of not doing things like that because I don't want to create fear mm-hmm. and the anxiety that I know like as a society that we definitely buy into that. But I've definitely had yeah. some rough moments of, sure. for me, it's all about like, not just being the leader in that space, but being the leader for my family and yeah. the fear that for me that creeps in, I don't care how you wipe your ass. Are, are you going to be able to eat? <laughs> Am I going to be able to feed you? That's right. the part that freaks me out. Like I'm super fortunate that both my kids are healthy and they, they're not on regular medicines or anything like that. So I haven't had to freak out about like medical supplies, but for me, it's been very basic. Like, am I going to have food and water for you? Like, and while I do have food and water now, I'm just worried that you're going to fucking pass second grade. I mean, first grade. <laughs> I'm like, shit, what are we doing? And I bounce back and forth between those feelings like all day. And yes. it's just wild. Yes. Yeah, so I think it's really important for us to remember the energy that we carry around. Like you were talking about, you don't really want to buy into the hysteria of like the toilet paper or whatever. I, I literally because we are a family of seven, you know, we have five daughters and, and that's like a truckload of people. Right. So I did my regular Costco shop, like before everything shut down really. And, and I was like, okay, I bought what we needed for the week, which is probably more than most because we're a family of seven. Right. Yeah. So, and then, and then everything went bonkers and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I'm going to wait this out for a week and hopefully like we had an inch of milk left, you know? And I'm like, and I'm hoping that by a week from now, like, like a week will pass like normal that there will be eggs, that there will be some milk. I just need some bread, like just some basics. And, and so I was really trying to shift my perspective into one of abundance and not scarcity. Mm-hmm. If I start to go down the scarcity route, that's not a good place. And it's really fear driven. Yeah. And, you know, sure enough, I got to Costco and like, I got what I needed. I mean, I didn't get everything I needed, but like, I know that I have friends, like I had a friend do a TP drop. Cause I literally, okay. we were down to like the last two rolls. Yeah. Yeah. Some of it's valid. Some of it's like, yeah, we definitely ran out. I mean, we're a family that totally, totally makes sense. And it's funny. Cause I'd sent my husband cause I'd, I had a rough week. Like I was okay on Monday and Tuesday. We did kind mm-hmm. of a similar thing to you. Um, my kids are much younger, but like, here's your daily schedule. And we tried to at least create somewhat of a schedule, especially for my six-year-old. And yeah. then I was okay on Monday. I was okay on Tuesday fucking Wednesday hit and I don't know what shifted in in me but I was like out of my mind so 
my husband went to the grocery store later that week and he came back with some food and I was like, okay, there's food. <laughs> I feel better. Yeah. Yeah. There's food. And I think this whole thing, like, you know, you've heard the saying like funerals bring out the best and the worst in people. Like you're going to either see their best or their worst. Like this mm-hmm. is kind of like the same thing. You're either going to see the best of folks or the worst of folks. Cause we're just walking through emotions that we really have never had to walk. And dude, here's the other thing. If we're at home all the time, there is no space for us to be distracted from those thinky thoughts yes. that we have c- conveniently placed in a box. It's like, yes. oh no, sister, here's all the stuff you never wanted to think about. Yes. I think that was a little bit of my problem last week was, you know, I would argue that most people have like, you know, your home self and your professional self. And here I was all day showing up as this professional self, this version of myself where I have to, you know, produce at a certain level. And I'm like in my fucking closet or trying to hide from my kids on a conference (laughs) call. And I'm screaming, ask your dad in the middle of like every fucking meeting I'm having. And I'm like, I can't handle these two lives like colliding. I'm just not used to that. Well, and honestly speaking, like it's so much easier to be in some ways, it's so much easier to present as work at work as this like together, upbeat person who can check the boxes and get stuff done. Right. Like it's almost easier to do it at work than it is at home. So to have, to have us doing that in a parallel situation is, yeah, it's really tricky, dude. And I don't blame you for like hiding out, like Literally, I don't blame you for hiding out, get trying to get away from your people. <laughs> well, horrible. that's my other that's thing. True. It's true. But I think the other thing that's kind of gone by the wayside, and I would argue this for professional and personal, is boundaries because everyone knows you have nowhere to fucking be. You don't have a yeah. doctor's appointment. You don't have a dentist appointment. You're not going to right. celebrate your birthday. I mean, right. for God's sake, um, my husband's uncle actually just passed away over the weekend and they mm. have to stream his funeral. You literally, oh. I know, I know. This will literally change the world as we know it. And people know you have nowhere to be. Oh. And I know it's, it's really it's mm. really unreal. I mean, luckily for us, this wasn't sudden. It was something that we kind of already knew was coming. Um, yeah. But it's life-changing. It's a total, total life. It's not even like, it's generational. Like, I think this will definitely change the world as we know it. I definitely think it's in some ways needed. And I think the other part of me that's freaking out, and you can probably speak to this, like, you know, mm-hmm. you know a lot of the same kind of like like-minded people is mm-hmm. I feel like, I've been preparing for this. So why the fuck can't I handle this? <laughs> Cause you're breathing, man. You're wearing a skin suit. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, this is nuts. And I believe in this. I believe in like the idea of slowing down. I, I, I totally believe in like, you know, the idea of like connecting with, you know, you're forced to be with the people that you love the most. Mm-hmm. And I know some amazing, amazing things ultimately will come out of this when, when it clears up and yeah, and life will never really be the same as we know it, even when we do go back out and are allowed to, you know, shake hands and hug people mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. But it just, it, I don't know, it's just such a powerful thing. And I just, I'm like, man, if I feel like this and I've been on this self-awareness journey for so long, like how are yeah. other people coping with this? I can't even yeah. imagine. 
Well, I think, I mean, I've talked to basically like my coaching um, clients, what we've really been talking about in session is kind of like what we can control, you know, and, and kind of redefining what our day looks like. And, and also, um, really being protective, like you had mentioned boundaries, like kind of having boundaries about kind of non-negotiable self-care. Like yes. that is going to look, and I think what's going to happen is you're going to see folks who've, um, folks who have been practicing self-care regularly and, and, and self-care is different for each person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but folks who have been practicing it regularly up into this, po- up to this point, I think are going to, um, be able to help others who maybe are struggling a little bit more. It's kind of like, we'll take turns, but for me, like I know I don't schedule clients until 11 AM because I know every day I have got to get out on the trail and hike. And that's something they haven't taken from us yet. We're still able to go outside. Oh my God, dude, if they take that from me, I'll probably be in a small ball. Somewhere, um, but right now, my That's friend, the end of it all. Um, <laughs> yeah, every day starts with sort of a meditation, um, getting out into nature and taking a shower, putting pants on. <laughs> yes. yes, I you agree. Know, yeah, so just those those small things to make me feel like, okay, Michelle, like you do have control over these pieces of your life, and that's what you're going to focus on right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. On Wednesday was the one day last week where I let my workout slip and I didn't take a shower. My calls that day had started a little bit earlier than usual. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I'll just take a shower on my lunch break or whatever. But then the day got away from me. And by five o'clock, I was like, oh my God, who am I? And I think that was the day. And I was like, it's so important to stick to whatever routines you can and give yourself that little sense of control. And everyone can relate to what you just said though, too. It's like, you know, as, as women, I think it's like, do you have a pair of ovaries? Then we give to others and we will often like put our, our own needs last, you know? And I think now it's especially, it's that stupid, like metaphor of putting your oxygen mask on. It's like now more than ever, we just have to, you know, it's like this dance of doing the self-care that you need to do for you, whatever that looks like while, while, and giving yourself grace for the things that you didn't get to giving yourself forgiveness and permission to just have it look a little different right now, because that's, that's life as we know it right now. Yeah. I think what you just said, there's a really big aha moment in, in this situation, but in life in general for me is I have to literally give myself permission like literally say out loud, like Katie, you have permission to work out or you have permission to follow your dreams or, you know, to keep your power and not give it away. And I think that's one thing for women that I, I think for so long that we have felt like we haven't had permission to do things. So we've kind of been trained to not even give it to ourselves. Yes. We have to give ourselves permission to absolutely to, to do what we need to do to nurture ourselves. I mean, I have like five 
pairs of ovaries looking at me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can sing those girls a song all day long. But the, it, when push comes to shove, they're going to watch my actions and what we're doing. Right. And, yeah. and I, I'm not, I don't have sons. And so, it, you know, maybe I feel fiercely protective of, the, of girls in general, kind of culturally how we were raised and kind of like your own needs get put last. And I'm like, well, fuck that shit. Who made that up? You know? Yeah. And, and why is it that I can't both take care of myself and have my family and have healthy boundaries in place and be working? But like what you said, it, that all of that being said, it's work. That whole self-awareness journey, it's work. Yes. Yeah. It is. You have to do the work. So it's funny. You, as, the work. you do. It's funny as I have both. I have uh, my oldest is a boy and then my youngest is a daughter. My daughter's so fierce. So that definitely drives me because I want to break what little bit of the ceiling I can. So maybe it's a little bit easier for you, but I Mm -hmm. definitely, I definitely feel that way about her way more than I do about him. Like for him, I just want him to see me and see her and, you know, as you know, strong women and this is how you teach or how you treat women and you know we can do anything and like he can see that like okay well my mom and my dad and my dad helps my mom and my mom travels and my dad just picks up where my mom left off or whatever that looks like or you know maybe your mom makes more money than your dad and like this is normal for you so when you grow up you don't have any of these weird expectations but he's still a man though they're very much just men I like the aspect of, um, of like having the kids see what, um, a healthy relationship looks like. And, and that is also not pretty at times, you know, like there was a moment last night. Okay. Cause we can't go to church now. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. it's like streamlined or whatever. Like you can basically watch it at whatever time you want because we're not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So we were supposed to sit down at 6 p.m. because that's like our normal time to, to uh, go to mass as a family and we we're going to watch mass. Well, my husband is like, I'm just going to go upstairs to do some work stuff. And, and I'm like, but babe, we're starting mass. And he, I kind of felt dismissed, right? Mm-hmm. And so we start mass and he comes down and he's super upset that we started and that he feels disrespected. And so we basically, both of us lose our stuff in front of our kids but we were also able to come to the place of like, he's like, I felt disrespected when you started without me. And I'm like, oh, that's so interesting because I felt disrespected when I told you we were going to start and you walked upstairs anyway. Yeah. And then the girls just kind of look at us like, okay, everyone's understood. Yeah. Okay. Are we going to do mass? Yeah. Moving forward, what time are we going to do mass on Sunday? What time works for everybody? I mean, it was an opportunity. I think kids learned that too. Is like, yeah. You know, when you rock the boat a little, it's like, well, are we going to have this conversation right here? We are. <laughs> yeah. You no, know? I, I think that's amazing. I think that's awesome. I mean, how else are you supposed to learn how to do something if no one's ever taught you how to do it? Right. Right. And I think, you know, five or 10 years ago, I would have just been really pissed off and I would have <laughs> built a wall full of resentment and frustration and not said any, you know what I mean? You know how we swallow it. It's like, uh, uh-uh, that doesn't do anybody any favors. We're able to have respectful communication as the moments come up when it's appropriate, you know? Yeah. 100%. So. 
<laughs> my favorite line is like, you have to learn how to fight. And I feel like we've done that. And that's kind of what it is. It's like, you learn how to, you don't have to say the most hurtful thing you could think of. <laughs> you can just point out the facts about how you felt. <laughs> right. <laughs> like for you, like, I'm curious to know, cause you have littles, like, for you, like, what are your non-negotiable self-care things? Like what, what helps you get through the day? Well, I usually do this, especially like when I'm in a normal routine is mm-hmm. I get up early before everybody. And yes. I've really started to value that time by myself. So I get up before everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I do some kind of workout regardless of what it is that day. Some days obviously are better than others. And then I try to meditate Um, I've really been into tapping lately because, uh, sitting and just meditating, (laughs) especially like last week was just, I couldn't, like, I just couldn't mentally sit still. What's the Uh, tapping? What do you do when you're tapping? Oh, so, um, I think it's like called EFT. It's like emotional freedom Mm -hmm. technique where you tap on your outside of your hand, like your karate chopping and you tap right there and then you tap around your eyes like your eyebrow point on the corner of your eyes, underneath your eyes. And there's a couple, there's like nine different spaces. You should Google it. Um, I use an app called tapping solutions. I actually talked about it on my podcast, uh, for this past mindful Monday. And I've been posting it in my stories and you just tap and I use an app. So it's kind of like a guided meditation and it, guide you through like certain things to say as you tap the different points on your body. And they're supposed to be like acupressure meridian points. So they're supposed to help you balance your energy. That's awesome. Has been life-changing for me because it gives you, you are physically tapping and you're verbally repeating. So it just really doesn't give your brain enough time to go to like crazy town. And I like it because you're, it sounds like you're doing something while you're doing like the mantra or the affirmation. Yeah. That's cool. And the ones that I've done, um, it's still pretty new for me. The ones I've done, it's all about like validating how you feel. Like I feel anxious. Mm -hmm. I feel stressed and that's okay. And I'm going to sit here in this and ultimately Mm -hmm. it starts giving you the real goods, right? Like the gems, like, but I realized I cannot stress my way to a solution. Like that was my uh aha last week i was like oh, wait wait we can't <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't helped in the last 40 years so i'm gonna oh my say God, no. i've been doing it wrong for like almost five decades i can't believe it <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know it's like the simplest things you're like oh yeah i knew that but someone else has to tell you sometimes right okay cool so you've got like the meditation thing down you work out yeah so awesome. those are my big, big ones. And I can really, really feel a difference. But for me, it's just been about um, giving myself permission to say things like, hey, I'm going to go in my closet and record this podcast. Nobody come upstairs for an hour. You know, I feel like as women, a lot of times um, we try to create soft spaces and make everyone feel good because we're supposed to be nice. Right. And even for me, it's funny. And I don't know if I told you this story, but it's like, you know, I consider myself a bold woman. I, I think you do too. Booyah. <laughs> but here I am always trying to go out of my way to make everyone uncomfortable. And I was like, wow, I give my power away at every opportunity I get. So this woman that's standing next to me who may not be as bold as I am, how does mm-hmm. she feel if I feel like this? Mm-hmm. And that was a big awakening moment for me. I was like, this is why I'm always so pissed and resentful is because I really am never saying yes to myself first. And 
You know, I have to say, like, I think probably like my breaking point (laughs) was probably like, I think it was probably kid five. Like, I think I probably realized I got the epiphany, like, okay, Michelle, like you, why is it that you think that the house needs to be picked up? Why? Perfect. Whatever. Um, like, I think I was just so overwhelmed that I'm like, it re I just got humbled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so in that space of like recognizing, oh no, you've actually been living a lie for what, you know? Oh my God. And then asking for help. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's been a big, big one. A big one. Asking for help is um, the most freeing thing because other people want to bless you. They want to bless you in that way. Mm -hmm. And, um, but they're not mind readers. And so I'm doing this thing right now where um, because of the pandemic (laughs) where, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing a self-love project online and it's the first time I'm doing anything online. Cause, cause you know, we can't gather at a workshop or a retreat right now, but I'm asking other women in the community, like, Hey, would you like to take this portion of it? Like in a collaborative effort, because together we're better, right? Yes. yes. Versus just one person running the show. Like, no way. Like, let's get how can we get different people to step into these spaces so that we are like, like we're doing now, right. Where we're shedding the light. Um, we're, we're growing that for everybody instead of, um, there's, there's room at the table for everyone. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I'm a firm, firm believer of that. 100%. And like you had just said about asking people to help you and giving them that gift. It's so true. And I feel that same way about supporting people. It's like, Everything that you do to others, you're doing to yourself. So like if I'm supporting other people the best way I can, I'm really just supporting myself because there is room for everybody. That's right. I love that. That's a perfect segue because I was just about to ask you that. I know you were joked about your business, but I also know that you were doing amazing things because I get your emails (laughs) and I stay on your (laughs) website. I want you to share some of that amazing stuff about what you do have going on to support people. And I know people can sit here and listen to us all day, but some people want to be part of virtual workshops or virtual meditations or all these cool things that are coming out because of the pandemic. So what are you offering? So I, right now um, I'm feeling really drawn to get for folks to gather in community virtually. I mean, that's basically the only option we have right now. Mm-hmm. So for example, my village wall is hosting virtual happy hours via zoom um, on Saturdays um, at six 30 uh, my time, California time. And um, I, I have that zoom link on my, on my website or I'll put it up after this or I'll give it to you. But anyhow, yeah. We had like 21 people on the Zoom call um, on Saturday night, and it was so fun just to not only see folks, but to connect and just be like, okay, how are you really doing? Like, what's really going on? Yeah. And um, each person got a chance to share, and then like we ended with a dance party. And I think we were on for like an hour, an hour and a half. So I realized like that I'm going to keep that ongoing every Saturday because I think it's a good way for folks to check in if they want to. Um. And then starting this Thursday, March 26th, I'll offer it on um, Thursdays at 7 p.m. my time and Saturdays, 9 a.m. my time, um, is called the Self-Love Project, where 
folks can hop on for an hour. Um, they sign up through the website and we are going to just take six weeks. I have a feeling it's going to be an ongoing thing, but, but basically we start with, um, introductions and intentions. And then we kind of have a theme of what we're working through. Um, the first week is going to be courage and surrender because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think a lot of us are learning that, um, kind of surrendering of outcome, right? Um, yes. How is it that we can ground in a time where we feel completely like the, the carpet's been ripped out from underneath us? So, um, so we're going to have space to journal, to share, um, to do a meditation and then to do like a closing and a blessing. So it's an hour. Um, and, and that's, um, that's called the self-love project. And then the other thing that I'm really feeling the population that I'm feeling drawn to are the teenagers and, um, there's no way around it. The teenagers right now, they got robbed. Yes. Um, seniors. They just, they, seniors got robbed. Yeah. Um, and this sucks. And they're with their families all the time, which is not only new for their parents, but new for them because they're yeah. social. They're very social beings. Yeah. And so I'm hosting a Zoom call um, for teenagers um, on Wednesday. What's the time on Wednesday? The 25th. The 25th, because all the days are going together. It's um, my mom's birthday, so I know that oh, one. Oh, <laughs> okay, cool. Happy birthday, mama. Um, and so I'm hosting a Zoom call called um, Teens Speak Freely. And and I just want the kids to have a place. It's at 7 p.m. my time to have a place to like check in. Like, how are you doing? And what do you need support with right now? And and I just want them to be able to speak freely, like kind of without their folks yeah. um, there. <laughs> because, um, you know, I just think kids are able when I, parents are so essential. I mean, parents are like the, the role models and the, and the, the, the folks who guide their kids. But I also think just like we go to therapy or we have that best friend that we dish to, I think that the kids really right now need a space where they can congregate and talk about what's difficult for them and how is it that we can support them. So, um, I'm doing a Zoom call for teens on Wednesday, the 25th. And then I would love to start the self-love project for teens the following week, April 1st. So I'm sort of gauging interest right now and trying to figure out how can we serve these teenagers right now? Because I do have a senior. Yeah, that's... See, I didn't even think about that because my oldest is only 11 until today they announced that our schools were going to be closed for the rest of the year. And um, my husband's boss has a senior and she's devastated. And I was like, wow, I didn't even think about teenagers because I'm just thinking about, you know, elementary school kids doing go noodle in my living room all day. But what a powerful, I think that's super powerful because I couldn't imagine at 17, 18 years old, having to be stuck in the house with my parents like this and or my siblings for God's sake. (laughs) I know. Right. I mean, the good news is like teenage pregnancy is on the decline. (laughs) So there's a plus. There's (laughs) always a plus. (laughs) But the bad news is these guys got robbed, you know, and I, and you know, my sense of humor, I'm like, I should call it, you got robbed, you know what I'm like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, it sucks and it they, does. you know, it just sucks. And, um, it's kind of like, you know how you can feel both like frustrated or like this sucks. And then you can also hold on to hope, you know? And yes. my, my hope would be that for the, for the, 
working with this dynamic, this group of kids that like, they're able to speak their truth. Um, we also don't need to like pitch a tent and hang out there the whole time. It's kind of like, so what, how can we serve you? Yes. What do you need right now? Like, what do you wish your parents knew? Um, yes. you know, kind of like that. So are have you been forced to like get creative with your, um, well, yeah, you're in your closet right now. Oh you're yeah. Your- <laughs> <laughs> I've been like, it depends on the day. It depends on the activity for me, uh, like uh, what I'm doing, whether it's my podcast, whether it's a work call, whether I'm like, I'm doing a big presentation at work. So whether I'm actually on a call or working on the presentation, I'm just trying to lean into what feels right. And wherever that space is in the house for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's all about creativity at this it's point. All about create. I w- I'm laughing because, um, Charlotte, the nine-year-old and I like, I'm all, come on, honey, let's go on a walk. And she's like, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I said, let's do a scavenger hunt. What should we search for? And she goes, we should look for people, you know? (laughs) And and so it's funny because that creative piece that you would have never even thought of before, you know, and she just kicked my ass. I mean, cause she was finding all the families who were out walking. So she's like, there's five more. And I'm like, you know, but it was just fun. And, um, and it's just, I think going to allow us to look at things in a different perspective too. She also mentioned she was feeling sad that she couldn't play with. We have four little kids that live next to us. We love them. They're adorable and how they can't play. And I know. It's so I sad. said, what do you think about like writing them notes? And then you guys could like leave it on the porch and you could go back and forth. So they've been doing this like di- doorbell ditch, like, yeah, note, you know, that's um, awesome. I love that. It's like pen pals. Isn't that cute? Yes. I um, love that. So I think, you know, and kids are so resourced. Kids are so smart. I mean, if we mm-hmm. just like stop talking and listen to our kids, um, they hold all the secrets. <laughs> they do. My 11 year old is really fucking good at that. <laughs> when I'm like in a r- true spiral, sometimes I'll go to him. I'm like, just tell me what to do. <laughs> tell me what to do. How, how can I be an adult today? <laughs> <laughs> I need your help. But I think it really creates a sense of confidence for them too, of like, oh, my opinion and my voice matters. And you'd said like when we first started this call and you were telling your story a little bit for me being authentic, I think is my gift. Like I've never known what my gift was, but mm-hmm. I've come to learn and believe that I think being authentic is a gift. Cause I think so many people are scared to live in that space of what they're really feeling. Girl being authentic is like, um, it offers freedom, right? Yes. Because you step into a space when you own who you are where, um, it's, it's freeing. You're like, Oh, I think we feel, I think we spend the first half of our life, um, sort of thinking we have to do things a certain way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to go to college and then I'm going to graduate and then I'll work and then maybe I'll get married and then I'll have some kids. And then we're like, wait, why aren't I happy? And then kind of the second half of your life is kind of recognizing finding who you were when you were six, seven, and eight. That little girl got left behind. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And it's kind of rediscovering that little girl and then stepping into that, the person, the woman that you are now. Um, 
and realizing that I don't want to call them lies of what we thought we needed to be happy, but recognizing that um, what our truth is, yeah. our authenticity. I love that. I love that. And I could just talk to you all day. I know. I really could. But before we wrap up, what is the one thing you want to leave everyone with today and then tell them where they can find you? Oh, one thing I want to leave people with, especially today, is you are not alone. Um, I think that loneliness and anxiety right now are a bit prevalent. And um, you're not alone. And there are spaces where you can connect with others. And um, whether it's um, with a good friend or a family member or with, um, you can certainly connect with me. I'm doing little free things right now where just we can get online and talk to each other. I think um, you're not alone and you're going to get through this, but we're going to need to do it together. That's for sure. Yes. That's awesome. I love that. Mm-hmm. And so if people do want to connect with you, where oh, can they go? If people want to connect with me, they can find me at www.myvillagewell.com. So it's www.myvillagewell.com. Yep. Awesome. Thanks for making my day so much brighter. I really, really enjoyed this. Thank you for having me. It was such a beautiful break um, from my tribe. And we'll never forget it. (laughs) And I'm so glad we got to talk real today because, yeah, we needed to talk about what we're really walking through right now, right? Yep. Like I said, I, when I started this podcast and that was my goal was to just share this journey with everyone and be as authentic as possible. Cause hopefully if I stepped into that space, it made another space for someone else to step into it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much.